Hello, my name is Maxine Ward and I'm a trainer at the International College of Professional Celebrants and a practicing civil celebrant. And I'm here today to talk about the legalities of um, celebrant ceremonies with... Stuart Morris, um, <laughs> I'm founder of International College of Professional Celebrants. So Stuart, at the moment, what is the current situation on celebrants in the UK performing legal marriage ceremonies? So we're recording this at um, in November of 2022. And where we are at the moment is that celebrants in the United Kingdom can't take a legal marriage. Uh, there are exceptions in are Scotland. Okay. Yeah, Scotland. in Scotland, for example, uh, some groups, for example, the members of the Humanists Society, known as Humanists UK, uh, who are trained celebrants and accredited by HUK can. But in England and Wales, uh, you cannot do a legal marriage as an independent or professional celebrant at the moment. So that sounds a bit constraining really when it comes to the choice of couples how how is that so what what does that mean for them and their choices it does mean that if you want to have a celebrant led marriage or celebrant led wedding i need to be very careful we we distinguish marriage as the legal thing and a wedding celebration or wedding ceremony as the, the ceremony and the party so for a couple wanting to have a celebrant led ceremony, then they need to do the legal marriage bit mm -hmm. separately. And the easiest way of doing that is what we call the two plus two. It's the simplest ceremony at your local register office, usually costs um, about 50 pounds uh, plus the 35 pounds each. Uh, registration fee. Now the problem is that a lot of registration offices have cottoned on to the idea that having bigger ceremonies is a money-making scheme for them. So they can actually make it quite difficult for couples to access the two plus two. Um, and in fact, when my wife and I got married in 2018, this was exactly the problem we had is uh, Hampshire County Council kept telling us no no you can't do that and i had hey. to get quite strict and say you know, legally you can't not give me it <laughs> no we have we have no uh, slots in the diary for it uh, okay which bit of legally i'm entitled to this and you have to offer me it are mm. you not getting but we want to upsell you to this 285 pound package which bit of I'm paying you 50 quid are you not getting? Anyway, so I, I digress, but it's perfectly possible to have a simple 20 minute legal marriage ceremony at your local register office. And then you can have the party. It could be on the same day, could be on another day. Uh, the ceremony that you want with your friends and family at whatever location you want. So for example, Jane and I, we had our wedding ceremony with our friends and family in our back garden, just, just out through uh, the, mm. these doors here, um, which uh, was a far, far cheaper than having to have it at a hotel with a, 
yeah. with a marriage license and much more fun and much more intimate and much more us. It also okay. means, yeah, so you, if you separate the two in your mind, it could be on the same day, mm -hmm. um, then you can have, then a couple can have much, much more choice about the way they do it. So and, just and, clear, sorry, legally, where can you get legally married and by whom at the moment? So Church of England churches um, and some Baptist churches and some Methodist churches, churches will know whether they can do it legally or not. Mm -hmm. uh, synagogues and uh, other uh, places of worship okay. like that mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so mosques potentially again mosques and synagogues are like the non-conformist churches non-church of england churches okay. uh, the catholic church can can do it as well under certain circumstances and again if you're if you're having a religious ceremony then your church will know how they need or your church or your synagogue or your mosque or whatever temple will know how to do it there and, and many have their own registrars so the minister may take the ceremony but then the registrar to one side will, okay. will do the legal paperwork bit so I that's see. for people who have strong religious faith mm. for people who want something that's not religious or not strongly identified with a particular mainstream faith so they might be pagan or they might just want to include a bit of pagan or a bit of uh, buddhist or a bit of christian so one i took uh, probably my favorite wedding ever had a buddhist element had a christian element had pagan elements because that was what the couple wanted it mm -hmm. it couldn't be fitted into a standard religious ceremony so if you want that kind of thing then you have to go with an independent celebrant in the UK mm. and separate the legal yeah. marriage bit. Otherwise, you can have a registrar-led ceremony which cannot include any legal, uh, sorry, any religious content, and that can be at your local registration office or it can be at a hotel or other venue but they have uh, to be a, licensed. A license. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Have to have. And so, so I guess, go on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess then the, the I, trouble for a couple is that at, at, at the moment they can't be legally married um, in their back garden, for example. So at the moment, the Law Commission, haven't they, made a, a proposal um, yep. to, to, to actually um, license the officiant the person rather than the premise. Rather than the place. What does that mean for people who are currently celebrants or are thinking of training to be celebrants? What are the possibilities? It means that at some point in the not too distant future, a year, five years, 10 years, I don't know. I'm hopeful it might be in the next couple of years, but. Me too. <laughs> yeah, given the state of UK politics at the moment. Um, I think what we're seeing at the moment is the the Law Commission proposed a really sensible uh, set of proposals. Uh, and we've got a video where I go into some depth on the 400 and something page document. 
um, which sitting just here, I'm so proud of. <laughs> it's a big read it. read, wasn't it? A big it's read. It's a big read, yeah. <laughs> and most of it's not relevant to us. But I think for, for people who are thinking about training, at some point in the future, celebrants will be able to do legal marriage. I'm mm. fairly sure of that. And at that point, the registration service will need a way of working out who should be able to take weddings marriages and who shouldn't and so people with qualifications are going to be higher up that list there will definitely be some additional qualification that needs doing because we'll need to know how to fill the paperwork in it's it's, yeah. it's a non-trivial task um but i i think having something like the nocn uh national open colleges network level three qualification there are a couple of different ones um i think having that is definitely going to be a step up if you've got nothing it's going to take you more time to become qualified to take legal marriages if you've got that qualification uh, then i think that's going to enable you to to get to the the required standard much more quickly and, and i know you're, yeah, we're working that, on it yeah yeah on. on our course as part of the course you'll come and um train with us for a week up in the glorious glorious yorkshire countryside and then you're given a year's support aren't you that that um studying and the support for the nlcn examination is all included so that's a real plus isn't it yeah and i think that We've always seen it as the the, the NOCN qualification teaches you about the history of celebrancy and the position of celebrancy in the community and, and in the way people, human beings are. The in-person course teaches you how to be a celebrant, how to yeah. do the ceremonies, how to build your business and those kinds of things. And so the, there is definitely a distinction between the, the practice, the, the, the daily doing of being a celebrant, which is in the, the in-person course and the, the theory, the history, yeah. the, the standing of it, which is in the, the level three qualification. So thinking about the practical steps that you've got to take to make sure you're not confusing couples or you're on the right side of the law what is the it law. that yeah. celebrants have to do uh, as good practice to make sure that we're clear with our couples what we can and can't do um, and to make the our ceremonies run as smooth as possible without you know any misunderstanding so the, what what advice or what do we what kind uh, of things do we check at the moment it is a criminal offence for somebody who is not qualified to perform a legal marriage to purport is the word in the in the uh, uh is it not to, used very often uh, nowadays not very used very often though um to to pretend to conduct a legal marriage and this is to protect uh, brides being essentially trafficked in from other countries mm. um, so we need to be very very clear as as independent celebrants that we cannot at the moment do the legal part of the marriage and so certainly in any paperwork that we send across to a couple we need to say we're not performing the legal bit of the marriage you need to get your local registration office and go and do that yeah. it's not a legal requirement but good practice is to 
make sure that you see some paperwork to show that they are doing that. Mm. Having said that, um, because it protects yourself, having said that, there are cases where a couple may not be free to marry, for example, um, they may, may both be up going through divorces at the moment, or they may not have completed a divorce yet. And the couple want some kind of commitment ceremony that mm. looks like a wedding. To, you know, so they're, they're new friends and family. They want some kind of commitment ceremony before they are able to legally marry. As a celebrant, you may or may not feel able to do that, and we will back you up whichever decision you make. You, you have to be able to, to look yourself in the mirror uh, in the morning and say, I'm happy with the decision I've made to either support this couple with this ceremony or actually I don't feel comfortable until their legal divorces are through. Um, but there may be cases where uh, you you want to enable them to have a ceremony and, and you can be part of that. So there's a, there is always a difference between the absolute best practice. Yeah. Make sure you've seen the wedding, the, the marriage certificate before you kick off. Cause then, then there's no question you're deaf. Nobody can accuse you of breaking the law because they are already legally married. Mm. But equally, if you are clear in all of your paperwork with the couple that you're not taking a legal marriage, mm. then that's fine. Equally, on the day, in the ceremony, there's nothing requiring you to um, to stand up in front of everybody and say, this isn't their legal marriage, this is just a ceremony. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Um, but you must be careful not to use any language from the legal marriage ceremony so that anybody who's sitting there isn't confused. So if you don't use the um, the formal words, the contracting words of the legal marriage service or ceremony, then, and you don't call it a marriage ceremony, you call it a wedding celebration, then again, you, you're, you're not purporting to be taking a legal marriage. So it's, it's about protecting you, the celebrant, is just the language that you use and having a paper trail that shows clearly what you're agreeing to deliver and what the couple are expecting. Absolutely. And, and you know, sometimes people don't really know the difference between a, a registrar and a celebrant. So the, one of the first questions I say is, congratulations, when are you doing your legal paperwork? So that's what they do yes. in lots of other countries, don't they? They'll go to the Marie or whoever and have absolutely. the absolutely most of most of Europe. Absolutely, um, the the even the religious ceremony in any church or any, any religious environment is separate from the state. And so, yeah. most couples in France, for example, you go to the the town hall, do the legal paperwork bit with very little pomp and ceremony, just signing the paperwork. And then you have the celebration wherever you want it, whenever you want it. And it, yeah. I, I'm so looking forward to the day that that's possible here in the UK, in England and Wales especially. And that's a really nice way to end, actually, Stuart, because so am I. It will be brilliant for couples to be able to have um, the legal, the legalities plus 
um, not having the uh, restrictions that you have to have um, with a registrar and being able to really have the, the ceremony of their dreams. And I'm sure we'll all be celebrating when that day comes. We will.